This is Black Millennial Money. This episode of Black Millennial Money is brought to you by the good people over at Rappy Fresh. What is Rappy Fresh? Rappy Fresh is a clothing spray that's EU certified to kill coronavirus on your clothes, giving you up to four hours of protection, killing 99% of bacteria and germs on all fabrics. Now, for those of you who are trying to get lit, you're trying to go outside, but you also want to protect your family. This is travel size, 100 mil. You can take it on a plane. You can carry it in your handbag. You can pull it in your backpack. You spray it on your clothes and stay protected while you're outside. And then when you get home, you don't necessarily want to put those clothes in the washing machine. This is perfect for that. So if there's any doctors, nurses, police officers listening to this and you don't want to have to wash your clothes all the time, Rappy Fresh clothing spray is the way to do it. Head over to buyrappyfresh.com. Use the discount code BMM10 to save 10% on your next purchase. That's Rappy Fresh at buyrappyfresh.com. This is Black Millennial Money, where we talk about how you can make more money, keep more money, invest your money, and spend your money on the finer things in life, all from a Black Millennial pr- perspective. I'm your host, Joseph Voisu, and today we have another illustrious guest on the show. His name is Debadon Osakita, and he's from the Stop Pickers Academy. But before we get into any of that, regular listeners, you know what I'm about to say. If you haven't liked, subscribed, and shared with everybody in your phone book, now is the time to do it. We're on a mission to reach 100 million people with life-changing financial information, and you can be a part of that. If you want to take your contribution to the platform that bit further, now is the time to join our Patreon. It's a growing community where you can actually support the platform further, but also get additional value from us. So if you have any questions, any challenges that you're going through, need a little bit of advice, you can get faster access to us within 48 hours of responsing. And I want to shout out three people who have taken that step. So Dupree Gray, Wise S and Abby Coker, thank you so much for joining our Patreon and continue supporting our platform. If you'd like to have your questions answered, but maybe you don't want to go down a Patreon route, you can send us your dilemmas and we will come to them and release them as individual clips on the channel. It will take a little bit longer, but you will get the answers you're looking for. Now, onto the show today. We have, as I said, we have an illustrious guest, and you know I don't mess around when it comes to bringing the right people on to drop those gems. Today is no exception. As you know, his name is Debadon, and to put it in perspective, he started as a younger stock trader at Goldman Sachs in the London office. He started at just 20 years old trading stocks for the global company Goldman Sachs. He spent 12 years in the industry, and now he considers himself the personal trainer for investing and runs the Stock, Picker, Stock Pickers Academy with over 6,000 members. Debbie, then, how's it feel to be on the show today? Uh, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Um, I'm looking forward to getting into the conversation, um, learning as well, as well as giving some, some tips. Amazing. It's, it's good to have you on because I've been seeing your work. I've been seeing what you've been up to. I've been hearing your name. And now it's finally time to have a conversation on the Black Millennial Money po- podcast platform. So it's, it's long overdue. But before we get really into it, we know you're, you're a big deal. Goldman Sachs doesn't just hire anybody, especially 20-year-olds, right? And you don't stay in an industry for 12 years and not become a somebody. But what are the three things we should know about you? What are the things that make you kind of regular? Because not all of us can be superstar stock market investors, right? Uh, you're 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 bigging me up too much. Um, really, um, I'm I'm very humble. I grew up on the North Peckham Estate, humble beginnings. Um, but yeah, some funny things about me. Number one, I broke my hand playing table tennis in um, in Italy. <laughs> I was at a uh, a wedding. I was playing with one of my friends, Fuzo DG, musician. 
Um, yeah, and I, it got a bit competitive and I tripped over and fell on my hand. Didn't realize for three weeks, um, but the pain wasn't going down. So I went to the hospital and realized, yeah, I'd broken my hand. Um, I played semi-professional football well. I did up until last season. Um, and I've never, never really injured myself playing football, which is more aggressive. So it was quite funny for me to, um, <laughs> to break the first bone in my body that I'm aware of, um, playing table tennis. All right, all right. So, for context, you grew up in North Peckham Estate. Now, yeah. I've heard rumours about Peckham because I grew up in Tottenham. I have no idea really what North Peckham Estate was like. Is It was a pretty gritty environment, presumably, right? Yeah, I mean, like, most nights you'll hear gunshots. Um, we had maybe three, four, five different gangs in such a small area. Um, Peckham is not huge, but it was notorious at the time. I think it was the most dangerous estate in 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 the uk um at point um but yeah i mean some of the people i was extremely close with growing up i mean my direct ne next door neighbors were responsible for killing damilola taylor so i mean these are people who if we're talking about sleepovers and spending nights in each other in each other's houses it was them so that was a very you know testing time and i think after that period the, the concept of sleepovers or, you know, spending too long in, in a friend's house just kind of went in a bin from my parents' perspective. And it was all academics and going to school. Um, football, yes, which might have been the, the closest I got to getting into trouble because I, <laughs> yeah, football on the ends is, is, is different. But then, yeah, it was just a, a straightforward academic journey from there. Um, went to, um, sixth form, City of London, went to uni, and then from there ended up uh, at Goldman Sachs um, trading. Uh, it's interesting. I feel like a lot of people can relate to varying degrees of that because specifically the football bit. I remember a slide tackle led to uh, led to a guy on the ends getting stabbed six times, right? Um, and and he almost lost his life for that. So it's it's real perspective to to see where we come from and where we are now because the just the idea that coming from that estate and we're talking to you about making significant stock market investments and making and leading a community of 6,000 people and helping them make money as well. It's, it's it coming from those coming from that environment. You would never thought it was possible because your next door neighbors went down a completely different path. So really interesting to get to, to have a bit more of the backstory in that regard. But Honestly, people didn't come to hear our hood stories. So um, let's get to the investing and talk about how you got into it. So from an investing standpoint, especially growing up in the areas that we grew up in, how did you hear about investing and what made you want to learn about it? Um, I think just working in, you know, as a trader, um, the question really starts with how do I hear about trading? Um, I got a, scholar, a full scholarship to go to private school for sixth form and you start hearing about careers that you didn't, you weren't hearing about on the, on the block in those schools. Um, and then you look into them a bit more. I think stockbroking was the first thing I heard of that sounded like you can make a lot of money accurately. Um, and then from there, that led me into, you know, getting some sort of work experience through uni and then you find out about investment banking and the, a bit more about the whole industry and you know 
you come up, you, you, you grow up on a block, you, you know, it's all about business. Buy low, sell high, whether it's, uh, illegal substances or, you know, you, you go to the market, you, you know, you, you, you kind of get the, I think the human DNA likes the concept of buying something and selling it at a price more than it's worth, whether it's your car, whether it's your house, whether it's an item, a PlayStation, trainers, um, it, that, that, that thing manifests itself in lots of different ways. Um, and the route I took kind of got me on the path of trading with financial markets. Um, now when we talk about investing, I see that as long-term wealth building. Whereas trading is short term, you're trying to make money that you can spend now and cover short term liabilities, um, whether it's your day to day spending and so on and so forth. So it's, it's higher risk and it requires much higher level of skill. Um, and with SBA, what we do is we take the best bits of trading and see how we can apply it to long term investing to improve our entries, our exits. Um, so yeah, I mean, my first encounter with investing, was a couple of years after I left Goldman Sachs, they called me up and said I had to move my pension over from them managing it to private management. And I'd never, I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't even know what my pension was, how much it was, how it's been performing over the years. Um, I might even say I didn't even really know that I still had access to it. So but before we I... go, before we get yeah. too far into the pension, I do think it's worth actually separating the two. So a lot of people hear about trading and most of us have received a DM about it somewhere or one of our friends knows somebody who's made money trading. And you, and you call out quite a big distinction between the two. So you had a career as a trader when you were what t- around 20 in your early, 20, yeah. in the early part yeah. of your career. And how old were you when you actually where it dawned on you the difference between the two that trading is kind of a get rich quick approach to things but not a path to sustainable wealth yeah i must have been like 25 almost five years into my career um it was at this exact moment i'm talking about because this is the first time i realized that i could actually choose the stocks that went into my pension and manage it myself um so that was a massive eye-opener for me and then Obviously, I realize as well, unlike trading where you can use leverage, leverage meaning there's a way um, you can maybe have a thousand pounds, but you can invest in, you can trade assets up to like 100K or you know 10K, 50K, just due to the, the leverage that the platform might offer you. Um, whereas with investing, that leverage doesn't exist. So with trading, if a stock price was to double, you can make... 10 times your money whereas with investing if a stock price doubles your investment doubles it's one to one um so also if a company goes bankrupt that's the only time you lose all your capital so it's a real business that you're owning a part of rather than you where you're trading you're speculating on price using different tools um so this distinction really lets you deep and understand that investing is ownership there's a business you like and you want to own a part of it you justify your reasons and even if it drops in price you can buy some more you get more shares for the same amount of capital for for your money it's a it's a bargain and then you wait and you wait and you wait and you know hopefully you yield a return so that was my my first step into um the investing world 
Okay. So you were 25, heard about um, managing your own pension. And yeah. presumably for someone who was a trader before, that must have been pretty exciting for you. No, um, it was the opposite. <laughs> it, was actually, <laughs> it was actually very boring. And I say this to my clients, when you invest properly, it's boring. That's when you know you're doing it right. Trading is exciting. It's fast money. It's quick money. Quick money, you, you can make. You could also lose money quite quickly as well. But it's the thrill of it. it trading is, is, is testosterone. Investing is, is slow. It's boring. It's, you know, I'm not going to talk it up and sell it to be what it's not. It is boring. But it's wealth building. It's a bit like when you buy a house. It's boring. You're not checking your house price every two months. Even the process is tedious and and that's what investing is because you're you're it's almost like you're 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 building wealth slowly it's not going to get your heart pumping <laughs> so, but we did see investing look like trading last year 2020 because of the pandemic so people were making trading type returns from investing okay so I think that's a gem to call out specifically because long-term investing, when you're doing things right, it should be boring. It should be a steady upward growth, right? Rather than where you're trading and today you could be a millionaire, next weekend you could be flat broke. And that's the ups and downs, that's the to in and fro in of trading versus investing. And for people listening to this, I guess you kind of need to make your choice to a degree, unless you want to follow the SPA model, which we're going to come into a little bit later, where it's not trading for sure, but it takes some of the best bits as, as, as Debit has been saying. But one thing we want to call out is that just because it's boring doesn't mean it doesn't make money. So how much did you start off with when you started your investing your pension and how much has that grown to today? Yeah, so um, at the time there was only like, five grand or something in there i i didn't used to add a lot so i just took that the absolute bare minimum i didn't believe in adding money to my pension the concept of adding money to my pension that i can only access when i'm 60 70 um i mean hopefully we all live that long but you know um didn't make sense to me um for me, it just makes it sense to put more of my capital towards trading, day trading and doing all this kind of stuff or, you know, even getting a property or something. But yeah, I kind of decided that I was only going to start with that. And I was going to see, can I grow 5k into a million, six figures into a million? Um, so by the time I retire, um, there's a, there's a, there's a pot waiting for me. Um, so I started with 5k. Um, in around 20, 2014, 2015, um, and that has grown to about 50. Okay, so that's a 10x return in the space of about six years. So extrapolating that out, you're roughly, what, 30 years away from retirement. If you can 10x every six years, you will probably hit your million pound target quite quickly, if my math is correct. Yeah, but you know what's funny? Is that's, that wasn't the plan. The plan was to double my money every four years. Uh-huh. That okay. is what the SPA system does, but I've outperformed because the market has enabled me to. But that's not what I target. Mm -hmm. 
Interesting. I okay. mean, as a as a for an example, between May this year and maybe February last the year before, my portfolio tripled. Because the market was going crazy and there were yeah, it took me it took me companies. it took me about four years to get from five k to seventeen k. That was closer to being on. On, on track even that is a bit more maybe 30 25 percent but four and a half years to turn 5k into 17k which is like a 12k rise and then one year for that to triple to 50k roughly you know what's interesting right is that i hear that you're investing your pension and a lot of people listening to this or watching this on youtube have full-time jobs myself included where we're making multiple hundred pounds some people even thousand pound contributions every single month to their pension and to me it seems like if you're going to put five ten even depending on who you are 20 grand a year into a pension pot if you learn how to manage that yourself and those consistent contributions are going into an account that you have some oversight over. I'm not saying you can turn you can turn extra money in six years, but what you may be able to do, as Devin did, he essentially over four years tripled his money, and that and that was with no new contributions. If you have contributions going in, you have you have the opportunity to now invest more aggressively. So, so. It took six years to get from five to 50, but because now you've got 50 to invest, now your options of growing that exponentially continue to grow, right? So talking about exponential growth and how um, you grew your portfolio, what was your first investment and how did that work out for you? What, what, in fact, what was your first investment and why did you choose that investment? So my first investment was Toller Oil. Um, I chose it. I'm a very simple person. Investing is simple, right? People overcomplicate it. I wanted an investment that gave me exposure to UK growth. I wanted an investment that gave me exposure to oil because I thought oil should go up, which kind of didn't even happen. Um, and I also had a view that I wanted to invest in Africa. So I set that criteria first before I started looking for the stock to match. So I started with oil stocks and I said, okay, which of the oil stocks are based in the UK? And that narrowed it down. Then I had the big ones like BP, Shell, and then smaller ones like Toller Oil, Premier Oil. Um, and I went for the smaller one. Why? Because I know that I've got till the age of 70 for things to go wrong and then for them to go right again. Um, so I, I tend to be actually more risky in my pension. Um, as long as I can eliminate bankruptcy from a stock, and I believe there's a strong view for, for the stock to get, um, to, for the share price to rise, then I'm comfortable taking slightly more risky investments. But here's the thing. I started with 5k and I put 1k in toller oil. And I knew from trading that I needed roughly 5k to manage a 1k opening position. Um, or I make money and I'll start again with 5k. I find another stock to open 1k. Now, as that, it turns out, and was that from a risk management perspective? Yeah, from a risk manage, I'm a risk manager first. I'm a risk 
I'll even tell you I'm a terrible stock picker, but I'm a fantastic risk manager, right? And my mental, my psycholo- my my psychological game is strong as well. And that's more important when you're looking to make money in the long run because I can make a mistake on price. I don't need to get the perfect price. But because my risk management is good, I will work myself to worst case break even. Okay, again, I just want to pull out that point just a little bit because I know some of the terminology may be going over a few people's heads, but ultimately, what investing with a thousand pounds when you've got five thousand to invest meant that you could essentially get it wrong five times in a row before you lost all of your money. But what that allows you to do is to not also is to also because you've got that long term perspective, if you don't say for example a lot of people were like oh i wish i bought x company when it went to 10 pounds last year and now it's at 100 pounds that's less important when you're looking at a good company over 70 years because that 100 pounds today will look cheap in 20 years right so with that long-term view and with a with a right risk allocation where you're not going to lose all of your money if this doesn't go right you can afford to maybe not buy at the perfect time but just make sure that you're in the investment for a long enough time for it to pay the right dividends is that essentially your approach yes correct i mean in a, in, in a basic money yes um it does get more complicated and you know obviously this is what i cover on my course on how to exactly you know price i'm actually the price guy so i know i said I, i'm not good at picking um, I, you, I might not be good at picking a perfect company, but I'm good at picking a good prices, right? And then budgeting accordingly. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what I, I, I demonstrate how to do that properly on the course. Um, but yeah, essentially that is, that is a system having emergency cash in case things don't go to plan immediately. And if things, if the price drops, you can get more shares for your money. A thousand pounds. At one pound a share will get you a thousand shares. If the price drops to one pound, you get, no, sorry, but if it's 10 pounds initially and you spend a thousand pounds, you get a hundred shares. If the price drops 90% to one pound, which seems like, whoa, I dropped 90%. But if you spend another thousand pounds, you get a thousand shares. So the first time you got a hundred shares, the second time you got one thousand, ten times as many shares your money and you spent two thousand pounds so now you've got one thousand one hundred shares you spent two thousand pounds your average price is actually like 1.1 or something like that so bought some at one pound spend a that spent a thousand pounds at ten pounds spent another thousand pounds at one pound but your average price is still one pound one pound one one pound ten something like that which is much closer to your um, second price. This is an extreme example, but it's letting you know that actually your average price is not midway between the two prices. It's actually skewed more towards the most recent price. So there are systems and methods mathematically in place that can allow you to be always within touching distance of the market price. And then the other personalities of the stock that you can find to to hone that in and and improve that so that's that's my philosophy that's my framework but i like to invest in good industries like you say like i said i wanted oil wanted uk wanted africa so i kind of set the the scene of the type of criteria i want my stock to to work and then i go and find the stocks and then i'll find the one that's best value for money 
Interesting. Okay, because that I think that's a good a good way to for people to start positioning investment ideas because you essentially had three characteristics that you thought were going to work out and if we do this for today's world things that come to the top of my mind are okay so remote working is a big thing so i'm looking for a remote working investment that's based maybe in the uk but focuses on individuals rather than businesses. So what companies are operating in that space where they help individuals work from home better from the UK? And that to me sounds like, and I don't have an investment off the top of my head, but that's the beginning of saying, actually, these three things coming together looks like it could present a good opportunity. Which companies exist and are those companies any good? And if if that doesn't pan out, you can pick another two to three characteristics and explore those, right? Is that essentially the approach? Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's the initial idea generation approach. So in my course, I break it down into idea generation, right? Everyone can generate ideas, whether you're a beginner, you could be a dentist and you notice something in your workplace. You could be an experienced investor and you notice something with your car, right? Everyone can do the idea generation bit. And I teach like little methods on that on the course. But I can get the shortlist of stocks that meet your criteria roughly. And then I can also tell you which one's at the best value for money at that point in time. So you might not even pick your favorite one. You might actually pick one you didn't like that much, but that's the one today that is the best value for money. That's the one that's on sale and has the most potential to make you money. So I don't actually teach, tell you what to buy. I'm teaching decision-making. I teach you how to make good decisions. Like a coach should. You express yourself, as an investor, and I help you to get the best investor version of yourself. Because you have to remember, your stocks have to be tailored to your lifestyle. You might be really, really busy. So you might want a stock that's a slow burner. Or you might have a bit more time. So you might have a bit, a portion of your portfolio allocated for some stocks that can be jumpy, jumpy, <laughs> as I like to say. Yeah. Okay. That's that's really interesting. So, so a good example of that from my personal life of how it's of how I've seen someone do this is my brother did this without ever meeting you as far as I'm aware so he looked at e-commerce he looked at amazon and thought where are the opportunities here if amazon fails e-commerce will still exist right but what do what does amazon use and what does um e-commerce rely on and he he thought packaging he said, Amazon's too expensive. Most e-commerce brands aren't available for you to buy their shares yet. So he started looking at packaging companies that have contracts with Amazon, but also serve other e-commerce companies. And he found a company, I can't remember the name, but they're listed in the UK. And they have been his best investment over the past five years. When COVID took off last year, everyone was buying packaging because everything was online. And but they pretty much like 3x in a year and that's a big chunk of his portfolio now so it's good it's interesting to see how that actually shapes up so i think the takeaway from this little segment for most of the listeners is what's happened what can you see happening day to day in your life so it could be opening up your cupboards and saying what do i keep buying who makes it where does it come from and who else is involved in producing this thing? Because it could be the people that make the can. It could be the people that that deliver it to you. 
It could be anyone across that whole ecosystem that could be a great investment waiting for you to find them. And again, you have a pension that you can invest from, as Deben has spoken about. But one of the things that I feel like a lot of people here are going to be wondering is how do I get started? And I think a good this is a good opportunity to talk about the Stock Pickers Academy. So as far as I'm aware, you didn't mean to start the Stock Pickers Academy. Can you tell us how it started? Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm going to take you back to Toller Oil, right, and finish that story. Because what actually happened is, before I bought Toller Oil, I told everyone in a much smaller group, a group of 20 people, um, it still exists today, and this was black people working in on the trading floors. Um, and I said, listen, did you guys know about this whole pension thing called the SIP, that you could invest your pension? Because there's also something called the Stocks and Shares ISA, which isn't your pension, which is you starting from scratch saying, I'm putting some cash together um, and I would like to invest in the stock market. That's what most people would do. Um, and it became a discussion. We, we, some people, maybe one person knew about it. The other 19 didn't. I said, listen, I'm going to do it and I'm going to show you that. And, and if you're still working in an institution, you can't, in a, in a financial institution, you can't really pick your pension. So with the pension side of things is if you leave, I wouldn't recommend people going to just start off their own pension because of this conversation. Stocks and shares, I say, is the way to go. Right, you take some of your savings, and that you can access whenever. Right. Um, so it was that whole concept? Some of them had moved from different workplaces, consolidated their um, pension together into Hargreaves Lansdowne, and some of them were stuck in the workplace, didn't have a pension that needed moving. So it was stocks and shares, I say, route. Um, but I said to them, I'm going to document every transaction I do. What I didn't know was that I was going to get stuck in Toller Oil. <laughs> so I bought Toller Oil at the bottom. Um, the lowest price it'd ever been. It was a FTSE 100 company. FTSE 100 is the biggest 100 stocks in the UK. So it's meant to be your safest, you know, it should be safest houses, but stocks can get promoted and relegated, um, into the FTSE 250 and so on and so forth. Um, but I didn't realize that even though it was the cheapest it'd ever been, and this was an error on my part, it was actually on the brink of relegation. Because when you look at the stock market, they don't really, this stuff isn't out there so obvious that this stock could get promoted or relegated, right? Unless you look at some specific websites. So I kind of dropped the ball a little bit there and then it was a game of risk management. So it fell out of the index. A lot of the funds who were holding FTSE 100 had to then rebalance, which means sell all the stocks that are pulling out the index and buy all the stocks that are joining the index because you're just tracking the FTSE 100 companies. So this leads to price falling more. This, I ended up being in this for like three to four years. Ended up spending another grand when it dropped and another grand and then it had the rights issue and then I spent, eventually used up my whole 5K in this stock. And that meant that I couldn't participate in other opportunities that I was seeing. And that was, that's the carrot and the stick. So maybe I went in too big with that 1K. Maybe I should have gone in with 500 and I, it could have been a two-stock portfolio. But when you're smart starting small, you do have to like look at things a little bit different. You wouldn't start a 50k portfolio and enter a stock with 10k and the, the method is different because you've got more leverage. You've got more, more opportunities there. You don't need to go all into one stock, but with 5k, maybe, you know, you can get, have five stocks maximum. You can't really have more than five stocks maximum. Um, and, and, and by documenting this with the group, they saw 
and we constantly update them with the news on Tolo Oil, the dividend they pay, the rights issue. They saw the whole journey. And then afterwards, I got out at 80%. So the 5K was looking like 9K. Then I got in again Tolo Oil, but in a much shorter time frame, I mean like three months, I made another quick 60%. And, you know, all in all, I was at a point where I was like 11K and people like Dev that was full. The, the discipline, the, the process, the risk management. Most people are taking an L there. You turn your L into a W, right? So they've got to see that. I still knew that maybe I could have done things better, but risk management came in and saved the day. So that case study was Deb's. You need to tell the world. You need to like share your, your skills with, with people. Create another WhatsApp group and everyone will just start inviting their friends. And then that's the Stock Pickers Academy WhatsApp group that got created a couple of years ago. Um, again, not a business, still a free community. I didn't want it to be an educational thing. I just wanted it to be, if you're buying anything, tell us, give us your reasoning. I will also share mine. But then as the group got bigger and bigger, the questions started, what platform, what's the store? It turned into education, really. I mean, there was a point where I was, someone had a go at me because I didn't reply to them within a day <laughs> and no one's paying me. So I snapped, I snapped really badly. I was like, cause I'm, I'm a very direct person. Um, whether it's a group of one or a group of a million, I'm going to tell you how it is. So I was like, no, you're not paying me, blah, blah, blah. This is that. But then after I finished snapping, I started to feel, okay, you know what? Okay. Let's do something here. So I created a website and I did a frequently asked questions because People know that I write essays. People ask me a question, I'll come back with a thesis, an essay to help them, to make sure they fully understand it in the group. So this one time, one day, and you're like, let's have a reset of the room and let me remind you, no one's paying me. <laughs> like, I, I'm I'm literally, this is a side hustle. I'm just, so don't get on my neck because I haven't replied to you like within a one day period. Um, so anyway, I just decided to create the, the website. I put a lot of interesting books to read, podcasts that you can, listen to from the community from outside the community um and then i started the insta page january 2020 and then the telegram group february 2020 and the pandemic happened and the markets crashed march 2020 so it's like the stars were just aligning the bottom happened on my birthday literally march of 24 2020 right and i called it Started a bit like a joke, but then I looked at the charts and I was like, bro, this, this is the bottom. That's a big statement. I recorded a six minute voice note. I said, guys, if you've just been in this group, just passively not doing anything, just listening, it's time to get active. And I put in the Telegram group as well. It was like a massive call to action. I still got the voice note. I said, look around, find something, buy something. Trust me, you're going to make money. This is investment advice. It's not meant to be the case. It's not meant to do this, but I want my people to make money, right? And I, I, I kind of risked, you know, the whole compliance thing, but, but the people ate. It was the bottom. And I haven't even done anything like that since. So it was just like a one-off thing. Um, I wanted my people to eat, wanted people to make money. I even risked my own, um, <laughs> well-being and, you know, yeah, but it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm always been a genuine person and I've always been someone that's real. 
And that's how the community started. And then people started inviting their friends to the Telegram group. The Instagram page was a shock because I've 250 people in the WhatsApp group, of which maybe 50 have Instagram. So you can imagine, like, I thought the Insta page would gradually go to like 100 and then creep to 1000 and then just stay there. Cause why do people want to? This isn't trading. It's investing. It's slow money. Who's going to be interested in that? But it just kept, it just kept growing and growing and people started making returns on non-leveraged, boring stocks that I hadn't seen people making in Forex, right? People were making a grand a day for nearly six months. Five hundred, like, I had to adjust my strategy and said, whoa, I know I don't do penny stocks, but okay, there's something different here. And then my portfolio just started growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. And, um, that was, it was a great time. Um, it's still the case today, but just not really like it was throughout the whole of 2020. We had Joe Biden and we also had, um, the pandemic. These created two massive, massive opportunities that you like once a decade. Um, but it's like, I knew people were jumping in. Debs, can you look at my portfolio? People have been on the group chat since. I thought they knew what they were doing. They were the first people knocking on my door and they're showing me red stew in their portfolio. And I'm thinking, but I made money from you. You know, how, how, how's your portfolio red? So doing these on Zoom is then how eventually after doing like a month worth of free Zoom sessions to everyone who asked me, it was like, whoa, this is taking a lot of my time. I should start charging. And that's how the business side started. So May 2020 really was when the business side started with SPA after like maybe four or five years of just the, the other chats being there. Okay. So that's how SPA got started. And just to wrap up this half of the episode, I think that there's a couple of key takeaways to make sure that we land here, that no matter where you're coming from, investing is available to you it's just about positioning yourself to actually get access to the information and then start doing something with it the other side of it is when you've when you've made that step to decide to start investing in the stock market it's up to you to piece together ideas generate ideas start doing the research start trying to find those companies that are hidden gems where actually this company is really important to a really massive process right and it could be something simple so there's probably a company out there that produces one small thing that has to that is essential to making electric cars that nobody's ever heard of. Electric cars is a massive trend that the whole world is trying to shift towards. This company is going to benefit massively because they're perfectly positioned for it. We can see all of these big trends around us, whether it's electric cars, whether it's automation, whether it's e-commerce, whether it's working from home, whether it's people becoming more health conscious, whatever it is, there's an opportunity there for you to start looking to see how you can grow from there. And ultimately, what we've seen is the value of community, because essentially when Debedin was invested in Tolo Oil, it was the conversations that had him exploring the different ways this could go, the different ways that, that he could actually see success here. And also for all those people who made money in 2020, it was a conversation about the opportunities, a conversation to let you know that now is the time to get some money in the game and start finding opportunity. That time has passed, but the time to find opportunities hasn't. So stay tuned for the rest of this episode where we're going to break down some of the key lessons and takeaways that Debitance had that you can apply to your investment strategy that you can take to hopefully 10x your portfolio just like he has. See you after the break. 
This episode of Black Millennial Money is brought to you by the good people over at Rappy Fresh. What is Rappy Fresh? Rappy Fresh is a clothing spray that's EU certified to kill coronavirus on your clothes, giving you up to four hours of protection, killing 99% of bacteria and germs on all fabrics. Now, for those of you who are trying to get lit, you're trying to go outside, but you also want to protect your family. This is travel size, 100 mil. You can take it on a plane. You can carry it in your handbag. You can pull it in your backpack. You spray it on your clothes and stay protected while you're outside. And then when you get home, you don't necessarily want to put those clothes in the washing machine. This is perfect for that. So if there's any doctors, nurses, police officers listening to this and you don't want to have to wash your clothes all the time, Rappy Fresh clothing spray is the way to do it. Head over to buyrappyfresh.com. Use the discount code BMM10 to save 10% on your next purchase. That's Rappy Fresh at buyrappyfresh.com. So we are back in this episode of Black Millennial Money where we're talking about how you can invest like a professional, how you can take the money-making strategies of a full-time investor and apply them to your portfolio and start seeing some massive returns. We have Debit and Osakita on the show from the Stock Pickers Academy. And the first question for you is, talking about lessons that you've learned on this journey, talk about this lesson the lessons that you've taken from becoming a full-time investor, what would be the first thing you would, you would want to share with the audience about how they can actually start capitalizing on opportunities? Um, the first thing really, aside from, you know, the stuff you said earlier in terms of like, um, in terms of like, you know, idea generation is really start saving towards investing. That is the absolute, number one thing to, to, to do to get, to get started. Um, you've got to start saving. Now, 50 pounds a month, see it like a bill that you have to pay. That's that you're never going to see again. And just make sure that that's going into some investing account, um, on a platform. You don't actually need to invest the money. Just make sure the capital is there growing in the background some months 50 pounds maybe another month up it to 100 maybe another month have it off but just make sure that that capital for investing is growing and as a guide 30 to 40 percent of your savings can go towards investing whilst you still continue to save for a wedding or a house and other things just treat it like a bill honestly you you'd be amazed 50 pounds a month for a year is 600 pounds if you do that for 10 years, that's 6K. If you do that for 20 years, that's 12K, right? That is 12K. That is not a small amount of money, really, just lying there. Imagine now you're investing at a very healthy rate. 20%, you double your money every 3.6 years. So I'll let you do the maths. I covered this properly on the course, but yeah, that's, that's the effect of compounding. So honestly, getting that investment capital in place is there. The other thing is stay in the game when you do start investing. Continue feeding that account. Because let's say you start off with, say, one or two K. And let's say investing isn't, you know, let's say that two K drops to one K. You're 50% down. But you're still feeding the account. Five years later, you could have 10 K. Capital, uninvested. You're going with slightly bigger positions. You make 3K. You're up. 
staying in the game and feeding your account very very important and giving it time that's how you get started in the investing game of course you join a community as well because investing is a team sport investing is a team sport i don't buy anything even though i share every single transaction i make with the group i do not buy anything without telling the group I want to know what the beginner thinks. I want to know what the expert thinks. I want to know what everyone thinks. I will still make my own decision. But now my decision is a bit more informed because there might be someone who's a beginner who actually works in the industry of the stock that I'm, and they can give me an edge. So investing is a team sport. And then have a personal trainer. The top athletes in the world, footballers, they all have nutritionists. They all have personal trainers. It's not because they don't know that they should be eating salad. It's not because they, they don't know their way around the gym. But a personal trainer will always take you to another level. These are facts. That's my job. I'm a coach. I'm a personal trainer, but for investing. So, yeah, that that's my answer to that. Got it. So there's a couple of things that I, I want to unpick a little bit more. So starting off with that savings piece, I think the conversation around savings really is about being in the strongest possible position to capitalize on an opportunity because we live in an evolving world right so um new technologies people are changing their habits and lifestyles there's new opportunities there's a natural disaster i did an episode last week or the week before talking about the value of actually there was a pandemic that presented a million and one opportunities to get rich a million and one opportunities to make money whether or not that was going from having no money to having a thousand pounds or having a thousand pounds or going to twenty thousand pounds there's there's when there's major shifts and major changes in the world whether that's culturally socially or even natural disasters which kind of covid can be sort of tied to it was a natural well depending on who you listen to it was a somewhat natural event <laughs> um, but it shifted the world. That presented a lot of investment opportunity. But key, but key to that is actually having the capital available to actually go and buy it. Because because as Debbie said, six minute voice note telling people to get in the game and buy whatever that they think is a good option. If you haven't been putting any money away, you're you're on the sidelines watching your friends make money, right? Yeah, and no amount of money is too small. There are people who made five hundred pounds from a grand. There are people who made six figures. But everyone's got to start from somewhere. And you're not just making um, money. You're learning. And that's and the interest, interesting thing about the person who made six figures versus the person who made 500 from their £1,000 investment, it's less about how much you make but how you treat what you've made, right? Because where you're talking about staying in the game, it's one thing to make six figures on an investment and then go spend it. It's another thing to make your £500 and keep it in your investment account ready, primed for another opportunity. Because that's really what the game is about. Am, am I correct in saying that, that ultimately it's the compounding effect? So this is definitely tomorrow's money. This isn't trading. Yeah. If you want to spend money on AfroNation, if you want to go to Ghana at Christmas, if you want to you know, buy, use, use your current account, use your income you're currently making, use your your, your savings but there's a part of your savings that goes to investing and you don't touch that that is the bit you don't touch so when people are like oh i don't want to touch my savings you need that energy for your investments so the hierarchy is current account your your job your income 
then your savings, and then investing, your investment, your investment money is the last money you touch in case of an emergency. Obviously, life can happen, and if you actually need to clean your current account, your savings, and your and your investing, then then you do that. Obviously, but investment money is the last money you touch. Therefore, before you put money there, make sure it's affordable. And again, mentally, if you treat it like a bill, and bills don't pay you back, they, your phone bill, your hair, your the things you spend money on. Treat it like that and trust me, you'll find the money and it's gone. And then we invest it later. There you go. Something that stood out to me just then is the way you structured the hierarchy of how you spend. And it's very similar to what we talk about all the time on the podcast where my system, the system I call I use is a free circles of wealth is is where you have your current accounts super separate. You have your savings separate and you also have your investing and your current account supposed to f- your day-to-day expenses are supposed to be covered by your income. Your savings are supposed to be divvied up into different pots to start off with. So you've got your emergency fund, you've got your investing savings because you need to build up the portfolio to be able to have anything to invest with. But you don't want that to be your your account of last resort, really. You want to have your emergency fund already set. And once you've got your emergency fund, you can now start investing you're saving up to invest as well as saving up just to have cash on hand for things that you want. So if you do want to save up to buy a house, it's available to you. If you do want to save up, for example, to go to Afro Nation or to get a new car, that's the one route. But all of that money doesn't have to come from your emergency fund, doesn't have to come from your current account. It doesn't have to come from your investing pot, which is in a different circle, building and growing. And you're leaving it alone because your day-to-day is covered by your income as well as should the worst happen you've got your pot of savings for emergencies so that that it's uh, the asset allocation of your income is essentially what allows you to build wealth and build and build a successful portfolio because you have the various stages allocated managed and under control so that to me i think is is very much aligned with what we often talk about on the show here um the other thing you mentioned was community. And some people may not know about investing communities and where people who invest hang out. So obviously we've got we've got SPA, but where else can people hear about investing? Or 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 where else should people be tuned into to actually hear about investment opportunities? Yeah, I mean like if you're on Instagram and you follow Stock Pickers Academy, it's gonna recommend you other similar pages. I mean, I'm still discovering more pages. Um so the algorithm does the algorithm things. You will find and discover other pages, right? Um, and 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 that's one one good tip. What I've tried to do with SPAs bring um, make it a bit of like a hub because it can be a bit tedious following so many groups and pages. And so what I've done is a lot of people who run other groups they're in SPA, you know. So you know, okay, cool, come to SPA, first point of call, and then you'll notice that other people who have their YouTube channels or have their own followings or Insta pages as well. And yeah, and then and then you you can then decide where most of your energy is going to go. Um so yeah, join start somewhere, right? Join one community when you feel you're ready to <laughs> join another one. Um you could do my course, you can pay for someone else's course, like you can even diversify where your knowledge is coming from at the end of the day, right? So I've got some clients of mine. 
I would say, listen, okay, I think you're ready to even take this guy's course or go and take this person's um, budgeting um, package or whatever. And and it's, it's not a competition thing. It's a cartel thing. We all talk. We all talk. We all discuss what we feel the people need. We we sit down. We have run um, table discussions. So um, the same client can actually do this you know, three different courses from three different people because everyone's got their own different angle. And then you might join another group, which is just for uh, money management. And then you can join another group, which is just more like we, I've got a partnership with Finimize because one of their, um, well, a few of their people at the top are in, in SPA and they do a lot of content creation around markets. That saves me having to write blogs and tell you what's happening in the markets today. I can focus on trade on, on investing strategy, which is my differentiating factor. Um, so we have a partnership with them. You join, um, you get a discount. Um, and at the same time, you can also learn a strategy they can use to apply to what you're reading from your financial press and your financial content creators out there. Got it. And something that you said when we were prepping for this episode which i think is really important to call out is that particular one of the big reasons why you share all of your investment ideas before you actually make the investment is because we all have a tendency to only look at the upside we only have a tendency to count the profit or the potential profit that we're looking at and putting your idea out to other people in these communities whether that is with spa or whether you follow someone on instagram you or Reddit, because we all saw what Wall Street Bets did in 2020, where literally a whole community of people borderline crashed a few companies because they were having conversations about investing. You have the opportunity to share an idea and have someone else tear it to shreds. So you can start looking at the worst case scenarios. So you can take off those rose tinted glasses of, I have a fantastic idea and this is 100% going to work. And then hear what other people have to think about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. My different. What what they pay me the big bucks for? <laughs> I'm joking. They don't pay me the big bucks. My pricing is very very cheap. In fact, I remember when I put my pricing out and people started knocking, saying, "Debs, like, bro, <laughs> you're you're bringing the market down." <laughs> but honestly, like, my differentiating factor is risk. What goal? Even when I'm in a position that I really like, when I'm investing in stock, I'm re- I wake up every day saying, "What haven't I thought about? What could go wrong?" What are the risks? Have the risks got worse? I put in a group, guys, I still love this stock, but is this a selling price? For example, your brother that you mentioned um, bought this stock. We actually had packaging covered. We had 10 stocks on the watch list and we had them ranked. And some people bought some. I didn't, right? Made money. But then you've you've tripled your, your, your investment on the stock. What happens next? When do you sell? You get disillusioned because you've tripled your money. You want it to 10x and then the 10x doesn't happen. And then before you know it, you're back to 1x or half x and you're out. Oh, I'll learn for next time. Do you really learn for next time or do you repeat emotion, psychology? I say to you, what were you happy with when you first bought the stock? Your brother might probably say, listen, if I doubled my money, I would have been over the moon tripled it and you want more you've tripled what you were happy with personally get out 
leave the party and find the next play. This is the psychology. This is the coaching. This is what the group will do. There's a stock the other day, Kobar. Everyone knows I've been talking about I've been in this stock for nearly a year and a half. It's gone down. I've had to buy more, blah. And then we're at a point where we're doubling our money. And I said, listen, I think it can go to three, to four, to five. Someone said to me, Debs, what would you tell your client? And 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 and, and this is it. We're all human. But when you have some a group that you can be accountable, I'm accountable to the group. The person that said, what would you tell your client was a client. Adam traded stocks maybe eight months earlier. The devs, this one is, you're doing too much. I sold it. Uh, most of us sold it. Everyone sold it. We all ate. Two weeks later, it was 50% lower. Are you saying you guys crashed the price? <laughs> no, because uh, it still stayed <laughs> elevated. In fact, do you know, after we sold, it still went up a bit. But now everyone's happy. The importance of taking profit. And this is where trading meets investing. Interesting. Okay, so there's, there. I'm really happy that we spoke about this in the way that we did, where we introduced the ideas and actually went into a little bit more conversation around it, because it's allowed us to branch off a little bit. Where, like case in point, my brother, I'm, I actually need to ask him tonight what his plan is for this for this investment, because there is an idea of okay, am I keeping my money in it forever? And that's also fine if that's what you want to do. Um, but also, are you taking a little bit off the table so you now can can take a bite of other opportunities? Because you could what, have made twenty. You... Go on. Now I'm going to cut you. Well, now I'm going to cut you. Now I'm going to cut oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could have made twenty twenty five money already. You're ahead. So even if you do want to stay in the stock, get your money out, watch it dip, get back in. So you're looking at the price, saying. Momentum has taken it above even where it should have been. This is 2025 money. Now, market will normalize again. Market could normalize again, slowly, back towards our, a 200, 150% return, which is more closer to fair value. That's interesting. That's because in, essentially, if you put, if you keep your initial investment in, but take out all your profit, you haven't lost any money, right? Um, I haven't lost any money. But it allows you even to take buy out a bit more. More. Yeah, yeah. That's a really interesting approach. So just to, just to wrap up this half of the episode, I, I think it's it's really key to to call out some of the major lessons learned is really understanding the world that you live in because something is happening somewhere that's going to present you with an incredible investment opportunity and you need to be attuned to that something is happening somewhere at all times someone's win is another opportunity for you to win someone's loss is an opportunity for you to win and we live in a world of of seven plus billion people there's always something happening there's always an opportunity there's always a new idea the next thing is that being part of a community is integral because it shows you the path like they will keep you honest they will present new ideas and they will uh, they will tell you when this is amazing or tell you when you're about to play yourself bro take your money and head out because 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 we know better than this. You've said better than this to me. But right now, you're getting excited by the zeros. And last but not least, is the importance of staying in the game, which again, 
ties back to that community, but also knowing when to take out money, but knowing that you need to consistently contribute money to your account because the more money you're paying in, the more you're able to save, the bigger opportunities you're allowed to take advantage of. So rather than you putting in a hundred pounds and making 10, you get to the point where you put a thousand pounds and make a hundred, you put 10,000, you make a thousand, but it gets to a point where ultimately you start pulling out meaningful amounts of money from the market where it's like, actually, I don't need to work this month. Or I don't need to work this year, right? So the more money you have at play, the more money you have in the market, the more money you're contributing to this, the longer you can stay in the game, the better your odds are for actually making an income where you can become a full-time investor like Debedon, but ultimately have the time and capital to live the life the way you want to live it. So you pull out, you pull out some money from the market, that's your car paid for for the year. You pull out some money from the market, that's, that's your new property you bought right? That's the deposit you needed. But this is the game, staying in the game, building a community around it, and ultimately staying alive to opportunity. After the break, we're going to give you the quick tip and the next steps for you to take action on everything that we've shared on the show today. So you can ultimately start making a full-time income from investing. See you after the break. This episode of Black Millennial Money is brought to you by the good people over at RappiFresh. What is RappiFresh? RappiFresh is a clothing spray that's EU certified to kill coronavirus on your clothes, giving you up to four hours of protection, killing 99% of bacteria and germs on all fabrics. Now, for those of you who are trying to get lit, you're trying to go outside, but you also want to protect your family. This is travel size, 100 mil. You can take it on a plane. You can carry it in your handbag. You can pull it in your backpack. You spray it on your clothes and stay protected while you're outside. And then when you get home, you don't necessarily want to put those clothes in the washing machine. This is perfect for that. So if there's any doctors, nurses, police officers listening to this and you don't want to have to wash your clothes all the time, Rappy Fresh clothing spray is the way to do it. Head over to buyrappyfresh.com. Use the discount code BMM10 to save 10% on your next purchase. That's rappyfresh at buyrappyfresh.com. And we are back on this episode of Black Millennial Money, where we are talking about how you can go from being a full-time employee to a full-time investor from listening to someone who's made that journey themselves. We have Debedin Osakita on the show, and he shared a ton of gems so far, but we've got more for you. So Debedin, what's the quick tip for this week? The quick tip really is to get started doing something. Join, whether that's joining an investment community and starting to listen to what people are saying or asking questions. Um, but every single year where you don't invest is another year lost in that long journey of compounding. Say it like the same 25 years you used to pay off a mortgage, right? It's almost like every year you don't, you're not in a position to buy a house. You kind of deep down know you're, <laughs> you're getting closer to having to start that 25 year journey further down the line. You should feel that pressure of investing as well. Not to the point of like mental health, but start. Even if you're not investing and your first year is spent learning and putting £30, £40, £50 a month, that is starting. Tip, start. All right. So, and you know what's interesting? There's a really, really simple, simple thing you can do right now. If you are not, if you're not following Stop Pickers Academy on Instagram, just go do that now. That's the first yeah. step to start. I mean, also, if you've got one of those roundup apps or you've got a bank that does a round, literally set it up to just round up all the transactions. So all of that, so all of those brunches you're paying for, 
all of that Zara you're paying for, all of those Oyster card journeys you're paying on your card, do it. Just set it to round those up. And before you know it, you will have investable funds ready that you didn't have to think about. So while you're going on your journey, while you're joining the community, while you're getting knowledge and asking these questions and taking courses if you need to, because there comes a point where you have to pay for learning, but there's a long, there can be a relatively long road where you're self-taught and learning from free resources before you actually really need to part from part of any money. So anyone who says, come and buy my thing immediately, probably not the people you need to be talking to. If there's not a ton of free value available, you don't, you don't even know what, what the value of the paid stuff is. So exactly. on that journey, you can be saving, building your knowledge and getting engaged with the people who are ultimately going to become part of your investment council, your advisors who may be, at the same level as you they don't need to be five figure investors ten figure investors they could just be other people in the game who are about to say you're about to mess that one up or this is a great opportunity i, I think maybe you should you should manage your risk a little bit differently on that investment so that is key just to get started and a debitin you've got a bonus tip for us today what is the bonus tip well the bonus tip is actually to make you aware of the biggest mistakes um i see beginners even investors in general make 85 percent of my clients are, are black women right so men we we have a problem here we don't like to pay for knowledge we like to figure things out for ourselves and when the men come their portfolio is stew when the ladies come they've actually made money most times and not but they feel like they didn't have a strategy so they come with their 25 percent returns big portfolios and they just want to Make sure that they're, they're, they're clearer. They've got a strategy. When the men come, it's all stew, ketchup everywhere. Right? Biggest mistakes I see us making is we don't like to ask for help. We want to figure it out ourselves. We don't share what we're doing with other people. You've joined a Telegram group, but you haven't told your friend. It's a free group. If you're learning, get your friends involved. You followed 10 Instagram pages talking about finance. Tell your friends, tell your family to follow them as well. It's a new way you can even connect with them. I see this very simple mistake being made. And it doesn't sound like a mistake. But it's one of the things that actually has helped me to be consistent and to make money. It's actually being part of a community and discussing my thoughts with people. Stop investing alone. You heard someone tweet about Bitcoin or something and you, you, you quietly go and create a Binance account and go and buy Doge, Dogecoin. Stop doing this thing. Stop. Talk to people. Let people know what you're about. Investing is not a game of secrecy. No one's going to steal your business plan. <laughs> no one's going to steal your stock. Talk to people. Honestly, that's, that's my biggest tip. It's also a mistake people make, but yeah, this, this is this is one of the biggest bits of advice. Even just asking what platform is best. You ask a community, you hear what the beginner thinks, you hear what the expert thinks, you hear a different range of opinions, and then you decide for yourself what works for you based on that. I'm just one person. SPA is bigger than me. There you go. And you know what's interesting about that? This self-made narrative again of I did it by myself. No, you didn't. There were hundreds of people involved in the process, even people you never met. But someone who sent an email somewhere that unlocked a door that you didn't even know you needed to go through, right? And yeah. 
I think the same as you outlined, the same applies for investing, the same applies for anything you want to do. Success is determined by people because I could open a shop today. Customers are going to make me rich. I could start investing today. Other people investing are going to make me rich. The people at those companies are going to make me rich. It's not about me. It's about what the collective does and how I'm positioned to profit from that situation. So on that note, I think, it, I think we've covered a ton of information in this. Can so I'll say something else? I'll say something else, uh, Joe. Most people listen to this podcast and the first thing they're going to they're gonna go and do is they're going to start trying to get started. They're going to start get The first thing any every single person listening to this podcast that is getting gems and nodding along Share the podcast with your friend. Share it with at least one friend before you get started on your journey. That's more important. Spread it. Because that friend can then become your accountability partner. There's something as small as that. You don't realize a long-term effect. You start your journey together then. It's real simple. It's real simple. We could go on for ages about this because there are so many gems. If If you didn't know this was a pen and paper episode already rewind it back and get the pen and paper out but while you've got your pen and paper in hand stay tuned for the next step so debit and what are the three things everyone listening right now should do to make money investing to have the opportunity to become a full-time investor where they don't have to necessarily work for a living anymore if you've been listening the answer's already been there hidden start saving straight away create a plan treat it like a bill number one Number two, join an investment community. We've said it a hundred times on this show. Number three, find a strategy. Don't spend so much time, time trying to learn everything there is to learn about the stock market. Otherwise, you'll start investing in 12 years time. Find someone who knows what they're talking about. Basically, come and find me. Find a strategy that works. Basically, come and do my course. And get started. There you go. So thank you so much, David, for coming on the show, man. It's been it's been it's been tons of tons of value. I'm so excited for you to be on the show. I'm so excited for people to continue to listen to this. And we're gonna have to bring you back some point in the future to share some more of these gems. And maybe even someone from SPA, someone who's been through the process or someone who's made money and their journey, I think would be incredible. So I'll leave that to you to help us decide who that's gonna be. But anyone who's listening or watching us on YouTube, where can they get hold of you? Where can they find out how to be part of SPA? Um, I'd say the first place to go is um, the Instagram page, Stock Pickers Academy. There's a link in the bio. That link will get you access to the Telegram group. That link will give you the LinkedIn page. Because SPA is a network as well. People are getting jobs and making business connections from the people in my group. There's a lot of musicians, artists, uh, entertainers, influencers, um, builders for jobs around the house. <laughs> Trust me, people are making connections, lawyers, accountants, um, other entrepreneurs. In fact, every weekend we have SPA side hustles. So if you've got a business, you can promote it to 6,000 people for free because it's a community. Um, so yeah, Instagram page, Stock Pickers Academy, link in the bio, and you'll see everything. We're building a school. Um, so Stock Pickers, we do this tips culture where if someone gives you some valuable information, buy them a drink, give them a fiber. So that's been going on. Um, but yeah, we're, 
all the fibers that come my way, they stack up and they're using it to build this, uh, this called Nigeria. Um, but yeah, everything's in, the, in that bio. The link to the, the Facebook page, you can hit the like button. Um, the website where you can join the newsletter. Um, and eventually when the e-course comes out, you'll see it in that page as well when you see it advertised. All right. So we're going to link to the Instagram in the show notes. So you can go through there, click the link in the bio and get access to everything Devadon has to offer and all the things you need to be part of SBA community. As always, Black Millennial Money, you can find us on Instagram at BMM Global, on Twitter at BMM Global Pod and on YouTube at Black Millennial Money. So if you just Google us, we come up at the top of the search results. If you would like to have your questions answered on the show, if you'd want to do a Q&A episode with someone like Debra, then let us know, send us an email, uh, send in your questions directly to us or DM us on Instagram so we can build up the episode and get ready to release that. And if you want to join our Patreon community, click the link in the description to get access to it. We need people to support the movement. If you've, get it, if you've got value from this, buy us a drink like they do at the SBA community. Now is the time to do it. And also, the link in the description gives you 10% off Rappi Fresh. Rappi Fresh is a clothing spray. What is the clothing spray? It kills bacteria, including coronavirus, on your clothes so you can stay safe, healthy, and protected. Regardless of what, <laughs> of what the world is saying, coronavirus is still out there. Neurovirus is still out there. It's coming close to flu season. It's time for you to stay protected so you can stay on job, investing, and building wealth for you and your family. We'll see you next week for another episode of Black Millennial Money. This is Black Millennial Money. 